What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the latest episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. My name is Jack Feldman. I'm here with my co-host, Sammy Morris Crimstein. Yeah. We're going to have a fantastic episode for you guys today. Sammy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. Today was my first day of school. Claps, claps for that. Yeah, claps, claps. Can I do the clapping emoji? Wait. I don't know if people. I don't know if you can see it on the recording, but on the Zoom screen. I mean, that's terrible podcasting. That's terrible radio. Terrible radio. Okay, but uh, today I did have my first day of school since March thirteenth, twenty twenty, which uh, like a year and a half ago. Long time, not a mask. Long time, and uh, yeah, but uh, you know, all masks. Um, which honestly wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it was a little hot. The AC in the school was not ideal at all. But uh, it was good to be back, seeing people again, and it was just weird after so long at the virtual school. And I, you know, I, I hope that I hope we don't go back to that because that just sucked. I mean, that was not fun at all. Uh, just virtual school, uh, not, yeah. not a fun time. Jack, Jack, how are you doing today, Sammy? What do we do on this podcast? Well, uh, we talk sports. We we are a word pod. That's true. That counts. That, that could count for something, I think. I think it counts for something. But you know what else we do? We put each other on the spot. Oh. So I don't even. No one cares about how I'm doing. By the way, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. People care about putting each other on the spot. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Sammy. Top five players in baseball right now, ordered, ranked, go. Oh boy. Okay. Wow. And, and position players only. On the spot? Oh, I'll, I'll give one exception. Wait. So are we doing position players only? or are Yes, we- but Shohei's allowed. Oh, Shohei's allowed. Okay, okay. I thought I thought you were making the exception for, like, DeGrom or something. No, no. Like, huh? Okay, okay. Um, She just put me on the spot. I don't think that's very nice of you. <sighs> Lord. Put each other on the spot. Oh, God. Do, 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 do. All right, I got to think here. Do you want me to go first? Right, I'm just going to go kind of gut. I might leave out some guys. That's fine. Uh, I might leave out some guys. I'm going to go five. It might be easier to start from one. Yeah, I think one I'm going to go. Hmm. Uh, Tough. I'm going to go one Shohei. What? I'm going to go one Shohei. That is absurd, but okay. Right, if we're talking right now, what they're doing. Trout is the best player in baseball. Trout's not on the field right now. And, and Sammy, you know what I mean. I, I don't mean this second. I mean, like, over the past, like, like Sammy. I'm saying what Shohei's doing this year. Trout was never had a, what he does. never had a year that rivals that. No, but it's not it's not in a lens. Like we're not looking at this year alone. Like we're looking over the past. If couple you're years. saying top five players in baseball right now. Right now, yes, but can you make Shohei the best player in baseball over one season when he hasn't really shown an ability to stay healthy over his career? 
in terms of what he's doing this year, I mean, he's stayed healthy for the most part this year. But, but, but he's doing this do, season is historic. Do you not need more of a track record from him? Nobody is. I sure. I mean, if we're talking about like have a, in sure. terms of their career, but right now, how they're playing right now, yeah. I gotta go him. I gotta go a historically great season. But can you name him the best player in baseball over one season? I mean, what he's doing, Mike Trout is. A, I mean, Mike Trout, what Mike Trout does is unbelievable. I think you're forgetting just how good Mike Trout is. I, I'm not forgetting how good Mike Trout is. But Shohei is putting up comparable hitting numbers, and he's one of the best pitchers in the AL. No one does that for their team. No Mike one Trout has a career 172 WRC+. Plus. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Trout... Trout's a better offense. Like if, if Shohei versus Trout offensively, Trout wins every time. Trout is a great defender. Trout's the five-tool guy. But Shohei, I mean, let's not forget, he has 20 stolen bases this year. He has 40 home runs. He has a sub-three ERA and over 100 innings pitch. He'll probably get to that 200 mark, depending on how Okay, and that's and that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I mean, you, you're, would you, we, I assume you go Trout too, though. I go Trout too, absolutely. In terms of the last three guys, it gets really tough. It's really, really hard. Um, whew, goodness. Mm, okay, let me just think here. Well, three. Chris Bryant. No, just kidding. Mm. <laughs> you probably would. You probably would have expected me to do that. Yeah, um, I would have kicked you off the show right now. I would just kick you out of the Zoom. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't put that past me. Okay, mm. okay. Um, I'm going to go number three. Ronald Acuna. Fair. I'm going to go number four. Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm going to go number five. Oh, this is tough. Um, hmm. Number five. Okay. Honorable mention, Juan Soto. But in terms of what they're doing this year right now. But it's Vladimir not about Guerrero right here. It's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It, you can't just say that. That's like saying if, if a player has one great season, he's automatically a great. You expect him to do it every year. But that, he I was mean, a top five player in, in 2019 because he hit 54 home runs that season. I mean, would you have launched him into the top five discussion if we were doing the top five players back in 2019? I mean, I, I think that Vladimir Guerrero is having a more impressive year than Pete Alonso did in 2019. Vladimir Guerrero... But, but I'm just giving an example. He's having a historic season. But yes, we're doing the top five players right now. But that doesn't mean that if, the, if a player is having a good season this year, you can just immediately launch him... Chris Bryant in his MVP season, like, would he be a top five player in baseball that season? Yes. I don't know. I, yes. I don't. You like in that specific season? He was yeah. The NL MVP player. But if you look at the broader scope, like right now, if you look at the broader scope, if you're doing top five pitchers in baseball, would Jacob Degrom not be number one because he's been hurt for the majority of pretty much the entire second half of the season? No, because I'm looking at what they've done this year. When they're like when they when they've been healthy. The when Trout's been healthy. When when Mike Trout has been healthy this season, 
he has. I'm not he, saying trout. I'm not, not saying trout. I, I'm not against trout here. I'm just saying what Shohei's doing right now is better than what trout was doing before he got hurt. It is. But I, you, but I, but I'm I, saying like just so based off of one. Put me on the spot, man. I, what, I, I think it's all right because right put me on the spot. Is what Shohei doing right now better than what Trout has done? And when you take when you take into account the consistency that Trout has had over like the past ten seasons, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but how much is that a factor if we're talking about best players right now? Who's playing the best? It, best I think player? it makes a huge factor because Shohei Otani could. Would would you be shocked, Sammy, if Shohei Otani hurt had like a career ending injury? I would not be shocked, but that wouldn't take away from what he did this year. That wouldn't take away from him being the best but player in baseball like twenty twenty one. He's the best like player in baseball. Twenty twenty one. If you look back at the twenty twenty one era of baseball, five years from now, if Shohei never had a great season after this year, you cannot tell me that he was a top. Five player in baseball, and I mean, yeah, because if he's doing it this year, that's all that matters. Okay, that's all that matters. Okay, I mean, okay. I so you went Vladdy. What number did you put Vladdy at? I put Vladdy at five, but I, I mean, I might, I might, I'm. That's tough. I mean, you put me on the spot. I have to look deep. No, that, what you just did was very tough. I think, I think Vladdy, though, you could definitely make the argument for him to be in the top five. I mean, the year he's having, if it weren't for Shohei, I personally downright. I, it weren't for Shohei. Although, let me tell you something. Aaron Judge could sneaky pass Vladdy in a lot of statistics. I'd have to take a closer look at that, but I Vladdy's having quite the year. But yeah, Jack, Jack, you put me on the spot, man. That was tough. Okay, I like that. That's I, I applaud to... what you just did. All I'm saying, <laughs> Vladdy's OPS 994, Aaron Judge 921. Vladdy's just a little bit better in everything right now, but a cold month and a month, things can change. Judge might be getting some third place MVP votes. That's all I'm saying. But obviously, Shohei's the unanimous MVP. But all right, I'm just going to rattle off my top five quickly. I'm going, and remember, I take consistency over the past couple of seasons into account. Okay. I, I'm going, it's not I, almost, who's had different list. list not the top five best years in baseball. It's the top five best players in baseball. I'm going Trout 1, Shohei Otani 2, Juan Soto 3, mm, okay. Acuna 4, and I'd probably go Mookie Betts 5. Mm, okay. I, Mookie's... Uh, let's look at Mookie. He's yeah. the best right fielder in baseball defensively. He's he's been absolutely great defensively and offensively. Uh, he's not doing bad at all. I mean, I'm I love Mookie Betts as much as the next guy, but when you look at what he's I mean, done offensively this year, been healthy. But when he has been healthy, he's been good. He's been really good. He's been really good. It's just it's not better than Tatis. It's not better than Guerrero and. I guess we're interpreting this question differently because if we're talking about oh, oh never mind, done, never, never mind, never mind, never mind. We're talking I forgot, about I forgot. Rewind, rewind. Back up the truck. I forgot Tatis. I, I, I just didn't factor him into account. No, Tatis should be. I would put Fernando Tatis Jr. Five. I would put him. Well, do you put him ahead of Acuna? I I did. I think Acuna is better defensively. I think Acuna yeah, just because more consistent offensively from the shortstop position. And Acuna was three stolen bases away from a 40-40 season. I don't think people understand just how ridiculous that is. Oh, I think Acuna, as long as health isn't an issue, which 
obviously it is. I think he'll he I would say he definitely have a 40-40 season if it weren't for the injury well, he had you. this year. Um, and I mean when you look at Mookie Betts though, I mean I, like if you talk about 2018 for Mookie Betts, that is like top player in baseball material right there. He, he was the second player base for a long time. I mean, he had a 640 slug. I mean, he just he basically dominated the American League. Timmy. Jack, you are lucky. You are lucky as a Yankees fan that the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts because if they extended him, which I know wasn't really in the conversation. That would never would have happened. They, it never would have happened, but let's say in some world they extended Mookie Betts. Imagine, imagine that team in that offense. I think it would be hands down the best in baseball just by adding Betts because it's been a well, down year compared to his other years. But when you look at it, he's having a great year. 882 OPS, right? He's getting on base almost 40% of the time, higher than he got on base last year. So, I mean, he's still a dominant player, still a top 10 player, I think, in baseball. Even I think because we've kind of interpreted it a little bit differently, both of our interpretations of this question, I think Mookie Betts is top 10. I would agree with that. We did... We definitely did interpret a little bit differently. Sammy, we're getting right into the hot sports takes before we even really get warmed up. And boy, were there some hot storylines in baseball over the past couple of days. Sammy, your boy, Javier Baez, called out the fans. He said that New York Met fans have to be better. They, he, he said that when they did the thumbs down signal, which is what they've been doing whenever they get a hit, they are booing the fans. Booing the fans. Sammy, I mean, you can't say that in New York. You just can't. He's going to get, he's the laughing stock of New York right now. He is getting ran out of town right now. He is being run out of town. I mean, I don't know how someone didn't like tell him that this is something that has to stay within the clubhouse because if it stays within the clubhouse, it's fine. That's fun. But, to say that in a, I mean, that is the one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Like, how could you do that? I mean, how could you think that is an okay thing to say? Not a smart move by Javier Baez. And I'm just saying, this trade is looking pretty lopsided right now, that trade deadline Baez trade. And, you know, at the end of the day, Baez is who he is. He's a guy who will feed off of positive energy the fans when he's playing well. That 2018 year, he was second in the NL in the MVP voting, and a lot of it was because of the great fans really Field. Baez was hot. The Cubs fans were giving him that energy. He was feeding off of that, and it got him even hotter. He fed off that energy. It was really important to him. And last year, 2020, no fans. That was really tough for him. He had his worst year of his career last year with no fans. He was the worst hitter in baseball. I don't think that was make an argument for that it. He had no fans. I think, I think that a was, lot of it also had to do with the video room. I, I think I had to, there were a few factors, but I think no fans for Javi Baez is a big thing because yes, the strikeouts are still high, but he's having a much better year offensively this year. Now, when you have fans, because I talked about when the fans are positive for him, when there are no fans, when they're negative, I think it has a really bad effect on him because. I think he's a guy that lets these external things get to him. And the best top of the top players, like the guys we were just talking about, they don't let anything externally get to them. To them, they're just playing on a baseball field in the middle of nowhere. They don't let anything else get into their brain. Baez is not that guy. 
Baez will let distractions feed into uh, his, the cerebral part of his game. And that hurts him a lot. And it's hurting him here. And that happens. And if that's who he is, whatever. If he feeds off the positive energy of the fans, that's fine. But to say that, it disses all those New York Mets fans. And they have the right to boo. I mean... Of course they have the, the right Mets, to boo. The Mets have been horrible. The Mets I mean, were in first place a few weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, they're in third place. Like Their know, season is over. They're dead. Below 500. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second, the Mets in particular, but with this whole bias situation, I that's I agree with you, Jack. That's something that should have stayed in the clubhouse. Don't say that. Just you know, it's fine to do that. It's a funny thing with the players, but to say that aloud, it's just a bad look, and it just makes me wonder. I mean, bias is a guy who wanted two hundred million dollars in free agency. I mean, there's no way he's getting anything close to that, but. Are the Mets even going to think about extending him? If I mean, them, no, no. The Mets, the Mets hate him. And the Mets all the, time. the richest owner in baseball. You just, if you're Javier Baez right now, you just, uh, you just alienated the fan base of the richest owner in baseball no, when I'm, you're heading into your walk year. The Mets are, there's, there's 0% chance that the Mets offer him a contract. Zero percent. They'd be so stupid too. And what do you think what? Who do you think would offer Javier Baez a contract? I mean, he'll get contracts, but not the Mets. I, I mean, may I? This is like a we're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy moment. Javier, I want you to perk up, okay? Lean in to the computer right now, or the phone, or whatever you're listening to this on, Javi. Lean in. You're not in Chicago anymore. The fans in Chicago, Sim, you can attest to this, are generally. Po- more positive than the fans in New York. I would say generally positive. They don't really boo. Did the did the, did the Cubs ever boo Chris Bryant? I, I Chris Bryant no. Baez, I think Baez got booed, but it's New York is different than did the Cubs. Did Chicago the Cubs ever boo Anthony Rizzo? No, I, I I I there's no way they booed Anthony Rizzo. I I don't think they did. Let me tell you something. There is no player. In the history of sports, that is more beloved to his organization than Derek Jeter was to the Yankees. No fan base loves a player, loves their own player more than the New York Yankee fans love Derek Jeter. In 2004, Derek Jeter started off the season 0 for 30. He was booed relentlessly. Javi wasn't even booed bad. Like, like Javi really wasn't booed that hard. I mean, Jeter was booed relentlessly. And when asked about it, he said, yeah, I would be booing myself too. Giancarlo Stanton has been booed. He was booed after he hit. He had a home run and double in his first game ever as a Yankee. They come back to the first game played at Yankee Stadium. The fourth game of the season, he strikes out four times booed after four games where he was playing well. He has been booed viciously his entire career, unnecessarily, unfair. He's never once said a word about being booed. And this is on the Mets because the Mets had to do their due diligence when they were trading away a former first-round draft pick to get this guy. Is he right for New York? This is things that the competent franchises in New York look to. The Yankees, when acquiring a player, can he play in New York? The Nets, when acquiring a player, can he play in New York? The Rangers, the competent franchises, the Giants, 
haven't been as competent as a great. I wouldn't call the Giants a competent franchise at this point. They won, they won a Super Bowl in the 2010 decade. Not too long. Not, not the past, uh, like. No, definitely not, the not five or six years, but 10 years ago, they were a competent franchise. When they had Eli, they were a competent franchise. The Mets are just, you thought it would change with the new owner, but from Jared Porter to the fight in the dugout to having a fake hitting coach to, I mean, I don't even know what the hell that was, to Pete Alonso's comments to now this, they're having just as many problems under Steve Cohen as they ever did with the Wilpons. And it is a disgrace that the Mets traded for Javi Baez. And it also is a disgrace what Javier Baez said. And some of this has to fall under Lindor also. Because Lindor is a leader on this team. And he has to let Javi Baez know that this has to stay in-house. That's all I have to say. I, I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Now, with the Mets in particular, these guys have fallen back to eight and a half games back in the NL East. I wrote that like yesterday, so it's probably like nine, ten games now. Jack, what's going wrong here with the Mets? What do you think just baseball on the field is happening here with this team? Because, and I'll, I'll give my input after you go, but just a few months ago, they were pretty comfortable in first place. All of the other teams in the NL East were below 500 at a point. Now they're the ones looking up at the, really the Phillies and of course the Braves who have some room in first place. Jack, what went wrong here with the Mets? What is happening? I mean, obviously the DeGrom injury was a huge deal. Oh yeah. And also the offense has been bad all season. It has never been a good offense. It has never even been a mediocre offense. It has been top or bottom five offense in baseball throughout the entire season. The pitching just carried them earlier in the season because Marcus Sherman has been great all season. Tylen Walker in the first half was unbelievable. DeGrom, obviously, on on un, unseen numbers, ungodly numbers. He was a god in the first half. So, you know, it's just reality is catching up to them from the offensive side of the going to say ball but i guess that doesn't really make sense the plate maybe i don't know yeah you know what i mean oh, Take yeah. It away, yeah and i actually found some stats so degrom's last outing was july 7th that's when he got taken out he was hurt up to that point the new york mets were first in starter era 296 that starting rotation was right up there was above some of the best rotations in baseball they were cruising a lot thanks to DeGrom, and he had a really good supporting cast with Stroman and Walker. But after July 7th, after he got hurt, since then, they have been 21st in ERA, 4-9-0. And in that stretch of games, they have only won 18. They have lost 30. And the Mets fans had a little bit of hope, despite these numbers, because Good old Carlos. And never have hope. They are so negative. Well, a little, maybe a little bit, but uh, Carlos Carrasco was coming back, possibly giving them a little hope, but he's not been able to find his footing at all. He's only had 23 innings of work so far. He has a 6.94 ERA. He has not been helping their case at all with this starting rotation that has not been good at all. And that starting rotation was the only reason that team was good. 
The bullpen was shaky. Diaz has good numbers, but I feel like he's always blown leads. Jack, you mentioned it. The offense, it's never been good. It's never really been that competent. Jeff McNeil, for whatever reason, can't hit. 49 a lot of players that have, been, have performed under their baseball cards, which is J. bizarre. Davis, J.D. Davis has been solid, but he's striking out almost thirty over 30% of the time. Baez is striking out a ton, as always. Don Smith has a 32 WRC plus since the trade deadline. 70% below average? Don Smith? Really? I mean, this, this is not the Mets team that we were looking at at the beginning of the year. These guys are not playing like they were supposed to play, frankly. And the DeGrom injury hurts, obviously, the starting rotation. But if this offense was at least competent, they'd still be in that race, maybe not in first place, but they would still be in that hunt for second. I think they're completely out of the playoffs now. I think there's no question about that. And it's really just they messed up. They messed up in a lot of areas. Just didn't work out here. For the Mets, I, I feel bad for Mets fans. That's all I'm going to say. But let's go to the Bronx. Where we're in the Queens. Let's go, uh, I think it's down south, right? A little bit south. Down to the Bronx. And Jack, it, it did get snapped. But the Yankees won 13 consecutive games. That is pretty cool. That's a lot of games. It's Jack, a lot of games. We were talking about what was going wrong with the Mets. What was going right with the Yankees? Because there was that two-week stretch where they just couldn't lose. I like I feel like the Yankees game's on TV, and I was like, they're gonna win. It doesn't matter. They're gonna win. So w what's going right here for the Yankees? Oh, everything that could possibly go right is going right. Kluber's back tonight, baby. Let's go. Yeah. The offense has been mashing. Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton. Oh my. Giancarlo Stanton is so freaking hot right now, and Aaron Judge is just as hot as Stanton is. Luke Voigt is mashing balls, and they're doing it with the big guns. Joey Gallo, three-run homer the other night. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt. They're doing it with the guys that are supposed to be getting it done. Let me say that again. They're doing it with the guys that are supposed to be getting it done. If you win a baseball game and your nine-hitter hits a homer, feels good, right? Yeah. It feels a hell of a lot better when the player that you're paying – 20 something million dollars hits that same homer, right? You feel justified. And that's always like been the case with the Yankees, right? It's always been they've been had these guys with big money, they've had the superstars, but it's either they're not performing up to standards or they're hurt. So you feel like you're paying all this money, but you're not getting your money's worth. I feel like now and it's not just that? about the money. Like Luke Voigt makes basically nothing. But he's a guy that you count on in October. Expected. You want the guys that you're gonna lean on to be the ones getting it done. And that's been happening on every facet of the game on both the offensive side and the defensive side. Well, Jack, and I want to talk about this Yankees bullpen because I feel like I've been watching a lot of baseball shows. Obviously, that's what I do. People aren't talking about this enough. Team stats into the trade deadline. Bullpen ERA, 2-1-4, Jack. 2-1-4 bullpen ERA since the trade deadline. That is first in baseball. No one has a better bullpen ERA than the Yankees since the trade deadline, and they have some dudes in this bullpen that I would count on in October. Aroldis Chapman, he's obviously had his issues, but when you look at his October stats, they're not even that bad. And he's having another incredible year, and he's Aroldis Chapman. He's Aroldis Chapman. How about uh, Jonathan 
Loyzica. I always struggle with that. Loyzica. Loyzica. Or lasagna. Yeah, you can. That's his nickname. You can. Jonathan call him lasagna. lasagna. That's that's a much easier. Johnny I mean, Lasagna. I mean, is this guy a beast, Jack? I mean, yeah, I think he is the best reliever in baseball. I honestly right think now, he's the best I, reliever in baseball. I think without a doubt, you got to put him into the top three right now. I mean, he has a 98 mile an hour sinker. Can't hit that. He is very tops out at 101. He tops out like 101 with his four seamer. I mean, he is with his sinker. Like, he doesn't throw a four seamer. I thought I, I was looking on baseball's mind. I think he throws that four seamer a bit. No, no, he doesn't really throw it anymore. He throws a two seam sinker. Well, okay. Uh, Loisica, or otherwise known as Lasagna, is a beast. That's all that we need to know about him. He, you can count on him 100%. Chad Green, this man doesn't really walk people anymore. He hasn't been doing a lot of that, as I've been looking at the stats. And, uh, Jack, I'm sure you like uh, Wandy Peralta? Huh? I mean, that's been a pretty good pickup. He's been really good. He has. He's acquired. Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes is. I mean, Zach Burton just announced that he's going on the 60 day IL. Clay Holmes can step in and be the next Zach Britton. Clay Holmes oh, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, and then this rotation has been not the best rotation you've ever seen, but a lot of guys. Yeah, but Sim- it has. That's the thing. They've been a top five rotation in baseball this year. They've been credit. They have, they have a top five ERA in baseball. The well, starters since the trade deadline. I will give you this: third in starting pitching ERA and offensively. They're what are they the entire season? Plus. I bet they're like. At least top, I bet they're at least six or seven, if not top five. I don't have that in front of me, Jack. I mean, I'm sorry. I usually have all these numbers. Their rotation right now, it's pretty famous in Tyone. It's Clue been unbelievable. That. That's huge. That's a big factor. I mean, because you have these guys that have been getting the job done since the trade deadline. Hunt, he's been good. Without Garrett Hole. Without Kluber. Did I, okay, did I just say Garrett Hole? You I think just he, Garrett I heard Cole. Cole. I said Hole. I apologize. Garrett Hole. That's, that's if he was a golfer. That's true. <laughs> Garrett Hole. That's a good joke. That's like, I should, I think, Jack, should I go to the stand-up club? I don't know where there is one, but. Sammy, you should go to the stand-up club. Let's move on, Sammy. We're spending too much time on the Yanks. Let's move on, Sammy, to the NL and AL current playoff teams. So, we have the current playoff teams right now, and we're going to rank them in order of each team from least to greatest or greatest to least. I don't know which. We'll figure it out because that's what we do on the show. We're spontaneous. And we're going to see who is the best chance of winning a World Series. Yeah, so we're taking the 10 teams, right? And then we're just ranking them. 10 teams that are in the playoffs right now. So this could possibly change. In my eyes, I don't. I think maybe the landscape, like a few teams could move up or down. But I think these are going to be the five teams. I don't see the A's catching the Red Sox. The A's worry me a little bit. They've been, they ha- they've had chances to win some important games, and they just haven't been getting the job done. And in the NL, the Padres seem like they're just nowhere to be found. The Cardinals are only four and a game, four and a half games back, but I don't think they have enough depth. So these are going to be the ten teams. All right, let's just assume that we're going to rank them based on World Series odds. Let's go ten to one. So 10 being the worst odds to win the World Series, one being the greatest. Taking into account that obviously these are all very good teams that have a pretty good chance of, you know, doing some damage. So let's start with 10, go down the list. I'm going to have Jack go first. Jack, you're going first. I'll go first. Sammy, I hate to do it. Okay. I got to do it. Got to do it. I got to go number 10. The Reds. 
I just don't trust them as a team enough. I don't think they've shown me enough. And also, winning when we talk about winning the World Series, that wild card game can is huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So, I disagree with you. I have the Red Sox at number ten. The Red That's Sox fair. are a team that worries me because I love their offense. I mean, man, I love this offense, and I really want this team to succeed. I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I, I do like these guys. I'm sorry, Jack. I love the Red Sox. You know, it's a fun team. The pitching is concerning, right? And at the end of the day, it all comes down to the wild card game. Chances are they're going to be playing the Yankees, which means they're going to be facing Garrett Cole. Because just because of that alone, that's they have fair. Odds because winning against Garrett Cole in a wild card game. I just don't like your odds. Of that. Not, not an easy Even thing to do. Even with this offense. So I put them at 10. I have the Reds at 9, a little bit higher. And I actually want... I'd go Red Sox 9. Okay, not a big so difference. We need to switch these. I mean, with the Reds, I like the Reds a little bit more than you. I think this is a gritty team. And they're honestly one of my favorite teams in this postseason. The problem is they're going to be slated against the Dodgers, probably Max Scherzer. In that wild card game, but I mean, the Dodgers could realistically go with like four guys that'll shut you down. So, like, I think if the Reds can somehow pull off something in that wild card game, which is one game, right? You can catch Scherzer on an off night, who knows? Which doesn't happen much, obviously. But if the Reds somehow win that wild card game, I think they're a team that could definitely make a run and get to the World Series. I like this team, they're underrated across the board. Michael Givens, since they added him at the trade deadline, has bolstered the weak part of that team in the bullpen. The rotation has been surprisingly consistent, and they have some boppers in that lineup, man. I mean, Castellanos, Winker, Votto. They do. They're really good. I think it's just— All these teams are really good. All these teams are really good. I would put them higher if they weren't playing the Dodgers in the wildcard game, but that's just going to happen, and that's just tough luck for the Reds. So otherwise, they'd be higher, but— they're only at nine for me. Number eight. Jack, who is at number eight? Number eight. Number eight, Sammy. I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it, but I think I have to do it. All right. Think of the Braves. Oh, okay. 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 I just think that they benefited off the bad division a lot. And yes, any team can win it, but... I will tell you, I don't think any of the teams I've listed so far have any chance of winning the World Series. I would be shocked if any of the, these teams were in the World Series. Oh, okay. So, this I, is I kind of like cut off between contenders and teams that squeaked by. Red Sox, I'd be shocked. Reds, I think Reds, nine and onwards for me, I would not be like completely like... Well, I would be shocked because they're, they're in the NL. Yeah, and the NL is so NL. stacked. And they're facing the Dodgers. That I would be shocked if they win that game alone. So for eight, this is a hot take here, a little bit. I'm going with the Rays, the best team in the AL record-wise. And Wow. I don't hate it because they're starting pitching, but I'm not going to bet against the Rays because they just figure ways out, man. They just I get know, it done. They figure ways out to win, and man, are they hot right now. I mean, they're winning right now. They're on a seven-game winning streak, 91 of their last 10. I mean, this is a team that is really good, and you can't really deny it. The problem is, I just don't trust this offense. I mean, they're first 
in baseball in runs scored? I mean, I like, I guess, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but when you look at the guys in this lineup and you look at the numbers they've been putting up individually, I don't trust that they'll be able to do it against top-notch pitching. I don't, I just don't trust it. I, I think they have a few guys. Obviously, Nelson Cruz is the man. He's the highlight of that lineup. Rosa Reina has been really solid. Yeah, Brandon Lau, I love. But, like, I just don't trust them to do that in October. And hey, Wander Franco? Year, you don't trust that dude? I love Wander that Franco. That dude's pretty we, good. We do have to admit he's a rookie. We are a Franco pod. We are a Wander Franco pod. It's definitely a bit of a risk to uh, say that he's going to be a complete stud in the playoffs. But I, they definitely have some guys. But compared to some of the, these other teams, this lineup is not as good. And then the pitching? That's why they got to the World Series last year. They were the best bullpen and the best rotation in baseball. It's not even close this year. The bullpen's been really good, but the starting rotation, especially especially without Glasnow, that's a huge factor. I think with Glasnow healthy, that one ace pushes them up a few spots for me. But without Glasnow, this rotation isn't as good. The lineup is not as good on paper as they're playing statistically. I don't know if that makes sense, but... I think you guys see what I'm saying. It does. I, I think the Rays, I don't trust them as much in the playoffs this year as I did last year. But we'll have to see. I have them at eight. Jack, who, who do you have at eight? Sammy. Sad day. Sad day? At number eight, I have the New York Yankees. Oh, okay. And I, I actually, I have the Yankees higher here's my thing with the yankees i'm setting myself up for success win-win situation but that play that wild card game scares the shit out of me sammy it scares me so freaking much i, I mean i'm i cannot under i cannot tell you the emotions that I will be going through that entire day. I will be like a zombie walking through school that day. Just a zombie with an AirPod in, listening to Yankee podcasts the entire day. If they win that wildcard game, I want to bump them up to top three on my list. But until they win that wildcard game, I can't bump them up to top three. That's interesting. I have more confidence than you, Jack, in the Yankees in that wildcard game. You got Garrett Cole. I don't I mean, care, Sammy. It's so stressful. I know it's stressful. I think he's higher. I'm, I won't spoil it. I'll save some of my stuff for later. Let's move up to seven, Jack. And uh, I have the Chicago White Sox. Not the Chicago Cubs, since the Cubs. Whoa. The Chicago White Sox. And I like this team. I do like this team. Not as much as I thought I was going to like them this year. That's the thing. I was, I was down on them. I was wrong. You were like, I, you know, I like the White Sox, but not quite as much as I thought I was going to. Well, I think maybe could push them up a little bit for me. They're getting a lot of guys back. Robert was hurt for a while. He's back and he's playing phenomenal. Best I've seen him play really at the big league level. He's been really, really good. They got Jimenez back recently. Uh, I think Grandal just came back from injury. That's huge for them. They, they've been very hurt all year, but I don't know. I, the pitching scares me a little bit. And I, I've defended this rotation, and I still will. It's a very good rotation. But in terms of the playoffs, it's guys that haven't really been there before. And like Lucas Giolito, right? Lance, Lance Lynn's been there before. Lance Lynn, I trust. He's their ace. 
But outside of that, it's a lot of younger, unproven guys, at least in the playoffs. Last year, let's uh, Shane Bieber, right? He was playing against the Yankees, and everyone thought he was going to be was a fun game, incredible. man. And that was a good he time. wasn't really that great. Shane Bieber wasn't really that great in the playoffs because he hadn't been there before. He was lights out all year in the regular season, but because it was kind of that first time in the playoffs, he struggled. And I think that effect might take uh, might happen with the White Sox. Another thing, they've been coasting in that division. They haven't really. They have been coasting. They haven't had a lot to play for, and when you don't have that intensity down to the wire. Like, I, I think teams that are in a really tight race all the way down to the end of September, that helps you because you're in that playoff mindset. You've been there for months. The White Sox, though, they've been up there for all year, really. I mean, there's been no competition in the AL Central whatsoever. So mentally, I don't know if they're in that playoff win, 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 win mode because not every game right now is a must-win game. They could lose six, seven games straight and they would be completely fine. They'd be fine. No one would care. They'd be in the same exact spot they are now. So I think because of the coasting and because of some of the youth in the starting rotation, I'm not loving it. What I do like, the bullpen, very good. The offense, got guys coming back from the injuries. Jack, who do you have at seven? Sammy, my seventh place team. We're going to agree. I'm going White Sox, too, for everything you just said. So, skip the chatter. Going to move on to I'll my you do six here. I've, I've talked a lot. You do six, and then I'll talk. I'll do six here. I'll do six. Sammy, is it time to shock the world? Shock the world, baby. Is it time? I think it's time. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to shock the world. I'm going to put the Dodgers... That's shocking the world. Wow. wow. Actually, you know what? I would sw- I'm would i going to switch the Dodgers and White Sox. I give the White Sox better odds than the Dodgers. I disagree with you on a level. Well, here's my thing. The Dodgers are number one if they win the wild card game. They're number one. But they can get knocked off, man. You don't want to be in that game. Mm-hmm. Which is why... I just outthought myself, and I'm actually not doing the Dodgers here. I'm doing the, I will go Giants, not the Dodgers, because I do believe the Dodgers will catch the Giants in the division. So I think the the Giants will be playing in this wild card game. So I'm putting the Giants here. Yeah. So I also kind of had that belief and that assumption. I think the Dodgers are going to catch the Giants, but even if they don't, I think I have the Giants at six. And really, even in the wild card game, I trust the Dodgers. Um. You got so many guys you can count on pitching. Like, I it just, like, it's tough. Like, let's say Scherzer's not on his game. Three spot in the first inning. Well, guess what? It's a wild Freaking game. Freaking Walker Bueller, man. Freaking Walker Bueller. And then one of those guys is going to be on, and the offense is good enough, they'll be able to catch up from behind. Like, the Dodgers is a team I just do not want to play in a wild card game. Like I have or any game, of, matter of fact. Any game. I don't want to play the Dodgers. Hell no. Like the Dodgers are just ridiculously good, but I have them higher up. Uh, but right now it's uh, time to talk about the Giants. They are my sixth team. They are the best team in baseball. I can't take that away from them. They've been incredible this year. I just similar to the Rays a little bit. I don't know if I trust in the postseason. 
especially with this pitch. They have guys that have been there before. They have guys that have been there. Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt. The offense, I don't doubt. I The offense, when you've looked at it, they've been probably top three offensive team in baseball. They've been surprisingly good. The pitching hasn't been as good lately. Logan Webb has been phenomenal as of late. But some of the other guys, you know, they've been all right, but they haven't been like the lockdown stuff that you need. And I think they need more, especially with this bullpen. This bullpen is not as good as people give it credit for being in my eyes. You don't have enough guys you can just call in there to shut down games. Some of these other teams have that, which is why I have the Giants at six. Not to mention, yes, yes, you have a lot of guys who've been here before, but it's been a while. I think some of these new bloods, relatively new bloods, will have a little more of an advantage here. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Giants, I mean, they're a great team. I would not be shocked at all to see them in the World Series. But I think the five teams I have above them are just better. I think they have better odds. Five. I'll go first. I have the Braves. I like the Braves. The Braves are really good, Jack. They've been surprisingly good as of late because it's tending to look at records over the course of a season and say that's what a team is. But sometimes you got to look at it in increments. I'm like, If you're looking at second half, the Braves were in a pretty deep hole near the trade deadline, all-star break sort of area. They've dug themselves out. They've been one of the best teams in baseball in a lot of regards since that kind of July, mid-July, late July sort of time period. I mean, they have some guys hitting, and even without Acuna, Obviously, Acuna is... Um, can you imagine if they had Acuna? If they had Acuna, they'd be even higher, I think. But they have a lot of guys that are straight up mashing right now. How about Austin Riley? Having a career year. I counted him in the playoffs. Hot boy. Freddie Freeman. Last year's MVP. He's Freddie Freeman. He's going to get you numbers in the playoffs. Count on him. Ozzy Albies. One of the best second basemen in baseball. Love that guy. And these outfielders. They've done a really good job. When they saw Acuna went down... They got three guys at the trade deadline to kind of make up for that. And they've been really solid, especially as of late. Jock Peterson has been playing a lot better. Got him from the Cubs. Jorge Soler has had a few home runs this week. He's playing very well. Adam Duvall, underrated guy in this game. Very good. So, and the pitching too. Jack, don't you like this Braves pitching staff, right? You got, oh yeah, you have some serious guys. Max Fried has been pitching really well. Charlie Morton has been pitching really well. Anderson has been consistent all year. And this bullpen has been a lot better as of late. You have guys that have been there, done that with this bullpen. And that's what I want. This Braves team is being underrated in the playoffs. Because we have to remember, they were a few key plays away from winning the NL pennant last year. And they are still that team. That It's that same group of guys for the most part. I still really love the Braves. Not quite as much as these top four teams. but. The Braves are still a top team in baseball and a team that can do damage in October. So, Jack, I disagree with you about the Braves. That's fair. <laughs> All right, how about uh, five for you? Okay, I just want to preface this by saying I believe in all of these teams, and I believe in the Giants and the Dodgers and the Yankees to, if they you know, make it to the AODS to win the World Series. But I believe in all five of these teams, okay? Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brewers. Okay. 
No, I'm going Rays. I'm going Rays. Yeah, That's their right. pitching their pitching scares me, but or their pitching doesn't scare me, but they're gonna do whatever it is, in fact, that the Rays do. And they're gonna be I mean Luis, Luis Patino has like a four dot five ERA every time I watch him pitch. Six six inning shutty. It's unbelievable. They're so like what the Rays do should be illegal. <laughs> I don't like it. It's it's witchcraft, but yeah, it's like you look at the stats and it's like how, like you like it's really weird with the ways. Like they just find ways to win. I put them low on the list just because, you know, I I'm just on I'm not on the Rays train right now. I'm not. You're not on the train, and that's okay. I'm gonna move. We'll get the you on the train, babe. You'll be on the, train. on the train. Well, for Jack, I think you're gonna like this. I have the Yankees. The Yankees. I, like I think. This is a really good team. I count on them in the wild card game more than you do. I have confidence that Garrett Cole is going to go out there and shove. I'm just that's that's, my, that, that's me being fan nervous. That's just me. Being I, nervous. I understand. God, I, understand. I would be. Oh, I really hope the Rays blow apart, which they yeah, won't. But, uh, I have the Yankees there, number four, because you talk about in a wild card game, right? You got Cole, and I think the most he'll give up is like three or four runs at the absolute most. In this offense, the way they've been playing. Especially once Rizzo starts getting back on track, he's been struggling a little bit lately. It's going to be a serious uh, slugfest. I really can be because Chris Sale—he's uh, been pitching pretty well, but that I'm could not, be a slugfest. I'm not a hundred percent sure whether to trust him yet with the injury. I think a little more, and I will. But uh, yeah, Yankees at number four. Jack, have you done number four yet? I don't think you have. I have not. Right. So, my options are the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Astros, and who else? Oh, Jack, I don't know. Uh, mm, you did the Rays. Brave? No. Uh, no, oh, oh. Um, I've done the Yankees. I've done the Red Sox. I've done the Astros. I haven't done the Astros. I just did the Rays. White Sox? Giants? You did the I think I already did number four. I think Okay. Okay. I this I think this is number this is number four. I think I already did. Or no, I think this is okay. Anyway, it's the Brewers. That lineup isn't that scary. Now keep in mention it's it's good, but man, Woodruff, Burns. Peralta, that is unbelievable, that triple-headed monster. You don't want to face any of those guys. Corbin Burns is a top-three pitcher in baseball. Oh, oh, I think you can make an argument. Might be better than Cole. You can make an argument that right now the top-three pitchers in baseball are all Brewers, starters at least. Like, I think— No, you can't. Mm, I think, like, in terms of what they're doing right now, I it's think, like, like, there's an argument to be had. Like, I, I, don't, think, I don't think that's the case, but, like— you can make an argument that the top three pitchers are Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I actually agree with you here. Brewers at three. Brewers are crazy good. Crazy good. I mean, with this pitching. Pitching the offense, in October. The offense worries me a little bit, but this pitching is like the best in baseball, and it's not even a question. The rotation, you have that those top three guys that even – the bottom two guys, you got, you know, like Brett Anderson, um, trying to think. I, I'd have to look at it, but I, I was looking at their stats earlier. 
You have guys like threes, fours, ERAs. That's really good at the bottom of your rotation. This offense isn't great, but if you can shut teams down, this bullpen's also great. Oh, my God. Williams, Hayter, um, Brad Boxberger's been a beast. So Brewers, I count on them to do damage in October with this pitching staff alone because you have enough bobbers in that lineup to get the job done. Yelich, he can bop a few home runs. How about Eduardo Escobar? He can do the job. Right? Avisael Garcia, Omar Narvaez. You have some underrated guys in that lineup. I don't know, but you compare them to, like, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Mookie Betts, you know? I, well, I don't think that's a, the Dodgers are a different breed, almost. Yeah. But the, I mean, in terms of what the pitching. I the think the only way the Dodgers off, don't make the World Series is if they get knocked off in the wild card game. Oh, yeah. And I think if they get walked up, knocked off in the wild card game, I would not be shocked at all if the Reds made it to the World Series. Like I, I don't. I would, oh, Sammy. That's a, that's a, that. Okay, that take burned me a little bit. That's too I hot. Like, I, I, that's hot. I, you know what? Like when the Reds make it to the World Series after knocking off the Dodgers, I'll be laughing. All right, I'll be laughing. Okay, we'll see. Sammy. All right, I'll walk. What, my number one in our minds. Two yeah, team. Jack, number two. Number two. Number two. I mean, I'm going the Astros, man. This team is a sleeping giant right now. They have guys that have been in October for a long time. Recently, they have experience. They have pitching. Framber's going to shove. Oh, yeah. Altuve? Correa? Correa. Correa. I mean, I absolutely love the Astros. And then I'm just going to go Dodgers 1. Sammy, I'm going to let you wax poetic about the Dodgers because I know how much you love them. They're your favorite team. I (laughs) love—I wish the Dodgers were my favorite team. Yeah, no, I mean— I, I I agree there. I no, you, don't. you don't want things to be handed to you. One Dodgers and I mean the Astros have the best lineup in baseball. The Dodgers are good. The Red Sox are good. The Reds are pretty good. The Astros are just far and above everybody else. I mean, everyone in their lineup has like an eight something OPS, except for Martin Maldonado. But like he's your catcher. It's okay. I I don't really for like who cares? Alex Bregman came back from injury recently. He's going to be a stud in the playoffs. You know what he can do. You have Guriel, Alvarez, Correa, Kyle Tucker, underrated guy. I love Kyle Tucker. He's my dude. And he has some guys off the bench that can also really do damage. Chas McCormick, I really like. Jason Castro, a nice little veteran catcher. It's always good to have depth at that catcher position. That's super important in a postseason run. The 2016 Cubs had three catchers on the postseason roster. Very important and very good pitching as well. Underrated. I mean, you got some dudes. Again, Zach Greinke, Luis Garcia, AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think so. Frambert Valdez, really. He's up there. Christian Javier, great reliever. You have Jose Yerquity, great reliever. Ryan Stanek, and of course, of course, Ryan Presley. Best reliever, not best reliever in baseball, but he's up there. He's like top five this year. Ryan Presley has been dominant. Point, or let's see, 1.87 ERA. That is exactly what you want. Number one, though, is the Dodgers. They're just a little bit more well-rounded. Not good as good offensively, but when you look at the bullpen and you look at the starting rotation, you can't compete if you're the Astros. You just can't. No one can really compete with the starting rotation except for the Brewers. Uh, Scherzer, Bueller. I mean, imagine if Bauer wasn't oh, psycho. 
I mean, Jesus, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, bullpen also very good. I like Blake Trinan, great stuff. Ken, Kenley Jansen, I still trust in the postseason. I don't know about you, Jack, but I like Kenley Jansen. Throwing some some of those nice little cutters. Still throws yeah. that. We'll yeah, see. but uh, that is our top 10. And, Jack, let's just quickly do position player of the week here. We're going to go super fast here. And I'm going to go. This is your overrated player last week. So I'm sort of 30 doing- seconds, 30 seconds. Let's go. Let's go, Sammy. Overrated player last week. Rapid fire. Rub it in your face. Salvador Perez, weekly stat line. That's not very nice. Runs, two of those home runs, grand slams, 14 RBIs, slash line, 303, 395, 848, and a 220 WRC plus. Jack, I hate to break it to you. I don't know if he's overrated. He really went to prove you wrong this week. That was pretty fast. That was pretty fast. He really did. And he's good. Good player. Yeah. Good ball player. He's a good ball player. All right, Jack. Well, who's your uh, – you, I think you have one that I like. Jerry James says he's a good ball player. Slash Tony LaRusso. You know, good ball player. Oh, yeah. Bringing him back. Simi. Yeah. My pitcher of the week is Alec Mills. Hey, oh. Went eight okay. and a third. No, no, no earned okay. No earned runs. Four hits for your – Chicago Cubbies, your second favorite team behind the Dodgers and the Nationals tied for first. Yankees in a close third. Wow. What an unbelievable stellar performance by him, if I do say so myself. Alec Mills is the man. And I'll actually go, weirdly enough, a pretty similar pitcher, obviously at a much higher level when you hear the name. Adam Wainwright is once again Still getting the it done of the St. Louis Cardinals. I like Jack Flaherty. But, man, Wainwright's just been getting it done this year. I, he's been my pitcher of the week twice. This is his second time winning this honor from me. Weekly stat line, 2-0, two wins, two outings. That's what you want. 15 innings. No earned runs? No earned runs. Okay. 54% ground ball rate? That's what he does. Ground ball, ground ball, ground ball. He won't strike you out, but he will fool you, and he'll make you get on top of it, or he'll jam you with that sinker. 88-mile-an-hour uh, fastball? That's his average of the fastball velocity this week. That is not easy to no, be that good not. with 88 miles an hour. I mean, I've faced 88 miles an hour in a game. Like, Me I've, too. So, I mean, for him to be doing that, he's just pitching really well. And like I already said, he's returned to that ace-like form. He has been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But Jack, before we go... We do have to do a few things because we already talked about the Cubs, but a few eons ago when we were at the Nationals game, you said that if Didi Gregorius hit a home run, that we would talk about Chicago sports on this podcast. And the first pitch, Didi Gregorius, you can watch our vlog. You, you should watch our vlog, actually. Pause this, watch our vlog at Natch Park, but Didi Gregorius hit a moonshot into right field. And now I can talk about Chicago sports, but we have to do it together, right? Because this is still a podcast. Sammy, I'm, I'm just going to leave. I'll be right back. Jack's leaving. Well, okay. If you are listening on Spotify, Jack is gone. He's left. Yep, here he is. Uh-oh. He's returned. There is his nose and his face. Oh, God, his mouth. What is going on? I was trying to eat the audience. I don't know how it looked. 
Probably not that great, not not great. Probably not we, great. We might want to cut that part out, my friend. But uh yes, yeah, so we're maybe we just censor it so the audience don't get scarred for life. We're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk some Chicago sports, me and you, Jack. So uh you do you want to talk bears first or bulls first? Because we've not talked about the bears or the bulls. <laughs> Who is this Jack you speak of? It is my uh, name is Chris. Chris? I'm Chris the Cubs fan. Chris the Cubs fan. We already talked Let's talk about some freaking Cubs, Sandy. Chris the Cubs fan is he a favorite player ever. I mean, oh my God, Anthony Rizzo. Unbelievable. I was crying. Tears were streaking down my eyes when I saw him catch the ball. The ball float into his glove in the 2016 World Series to put him, put the ball, to see him put the ball in the pocket. Oh my God, how poetic. How poetic. Justin Fields. Is the next Tom Brady? Oh my God! I love Chicago sports so much. Patrick Williams. Yeah, I mean, got robbed a rookie of the year last year. Lamelo Ball. Who? Patrick Zach Levine, best player in the NBA. Yes. No. No. Let's talk some freaking Chicago sports. Chris the Cubs fan is ready. Chris the Cubs fan. Oh, I'm locked in. I had to get into my. My transition hey, mode. We, we, we talked a little bit of Cubs, but if you're willing to talk some Cubs, I am willing to talk. I'm always willing to talk some Cubs, Jeff. I'm a, a Chris the Cubs fan, man. All I'm right, all right, all right. You. Chris the Cubs fan. So the Cubs have been bad. I, there's no way There's no way around it. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks that we have to talk about Chicago sports on this note. Alec Mills had a great outing the other day. We already talked about it. Alec Mills was amazing. 8.2 winnings. Four hits, no runs. He was great. The thing is, we're just getting blown out like every day. Jack, I have to say, or Chris, the Cubs fan, excuse me. The other day, we were up 6 nothing after the top of the first inning against our crosstown rival, the Chicago White Sox. I felt so good. I was watching the game. I was like, you know what? We're finally going to win a game comfort- com- comfortably. That is a hard word, comfortably. We're finally going to have a comfortable win. I was very happy with that. But bottom of the third inning, we're already down. And the most hilarious thing is that Andrew Romine, the shortstop, we would have gotten out of the inning if he didn't drop a routine fly ball. Routine little pop-up, just a little flare. I could have caught it. Jack, your Chris the Cubs fan could have caught it. I think uh, my dog, I don't have a dog, but... My, if I had a what dog, are you talking about? You don't have a dog. My dog would have caught it. If but I you don't have a dog. There's no dog. Your dog. Spike. Spike. I don't think Spike would have run away. I think he would have been scared of the ball. Spike would have caught that fly ball. Andrew Romine would have taken a nap. But yeah, uh, the Cubs, it's not a good situation right now. And you just got to hope that these prospects turn into what you want them to be. A lot of them are high risk, high reward guys. A lot of them are high strikeout, which is a little worrying. A lot of them are also high power. The same guys that are high strikeout. So it's like win-lose sort of thing. I mean, Brennan Davis, our guy, Chatter from the Chiefs, he's alum, is the dude. He's going to be a stud. I can't wait for him to get up, hopefully sooner than later. But uh, yeah, it, it's been um, not fun with the Cubs. Let's talk about the Bulls. The Bulls. We talked about them a little bit. Uh, oh, we're just going rapid fire. Okay. Okay. All right. Jack. Who's Jack? Or Chris, the Cubs fan. Or, Thank you, uh, Benny, the Bulls fan. Benny, the Bulls. No, nah, I'm still I'm still Chris, the Cubs fan, but I'm Chris, also a diehard Bulls fan. Okay, Chris, the Cubs fan. All right. Um, what are your thoughts about the Bulls? 
What do you think about the Bulls? Are they the best team of all time this year? I think they're the second best team in all time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The 96 Bulls, man. Oh, MJ. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to... Oh, my God. I'm just, just thinking about MJ. Just, all right, oh. so top teams of all time. I think I'd go 96 Bulls. Okay, and then 21-22 Bulls, right? I'm After sorry. That, Chris the Cubs fan is Chris the Cubs fan is dead. Jack is back. I can't do that anymore. That is too stressful. Uh, I mean, that is too stressful. Jack is the second best player of all time. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So, uh, Jack, what are your thoughts about the Bulls? Because I do want to talk about you. About no, the Bulls. I think, I think it's an interesting position for them to be in because I would not be shocked on one hand if the Bulls sneak into the playoffs, but I will also not be shocked if they're back in the draft lottery. Wow, you're in a very volatile position right now. I I think I would put money that they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they could possibly be a top seed in the playoffs. This is a high upside team. It is, but it like you said, it's also high risk. Zach Levine, injury prone. I mean, Patrick Williams, second year. Vucevic, you you know what I mean. I think with Patrick Williams, the only direction is up. He had a great year last year. Great defensively, but offensively, you know, he just didn't really get the ball that much. And yeah, he's a role. He won't get it too much, but you know, I think we'll see his numbers go up. He had a great summer league. Patrick Williams, you know, Patrick Williams from FSU. He's a stud. Oh, oh yeah, he's I do. That's an athletic guy. And he's only like 20 years old. That's the thing. I mean, the Bulls are in a very good position in my eyes because they're in a win now position because you have some studs. You got Zach Levine. But around him, you get Vucevic, one of the most underrated bigs in the league. People don't talk about Vucevic nearly enough. Lonzo Ball, perfect fit to go along with Zach Levine. And another scorer in DeMar DeRozan. They're looking at adding Paul Millsap to the bench, which would be a great veteran addition. But they're in that win-now position in that regard. But they also have a lot of good, young, high-upside pieces. Patrick Williams, athletic monster. Io Donson. I hate that name. Io from Illinois. That's what I'm going to say. Io Donsonamu. I. It's a tough name for me. But, that is uh, a tough name. Yeah. I, I can't say Io, I, I mean, we all saw what he did at Illinois. He was the leader of that team. He was huge. I'm really glad the Bulls drafted him. Another hometown Chicago kid. They have Devon Dotson from Kansas from a few years back. They have some Euro, Euro guys that are going to be coming down in the next few years. They have a lot of really good young pieces but they can stay competitive because they have these win-now studs that they just got this offseason. Zach Levine, though, seriously, I think if he has another good year, I think it's not out of the question to call him a top 10 player in the NBA. He's so good. Uh, he's seriously a superstar. People don't call him a superstar yet. I think they should. He, he can really do it all. But uh, let's get to the Bears. Bears talk. Got to do it. The Bears. Um, preseason, preseason, it went well. Bears, I, I think you saw what you wanted from Justin Fields. My complaint is how Matt Nagy used him in week three. What really? Back, Can you yeah. fill me in? Because I'm not aware of this. Yeah, so really, I mean, I, I have to look. He did not get that much action in week three. And he start, that was the only start he got, the only first team reps he got, which was good to see. But here, yeah, let me... Game log. Yeah. So August 28th at Tennessee, he only had 10 pass attempts. 
the Bears, for some reason, were running it. And I think what happened was Maggie has to defend Dalton for week one because it kind of seems like Fields should be the starter. He's outplayed Dalton without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, with pretty bad play calling also. But I think they were reserved in what they wanted him to do the other day at Tennessee in that last preseason game because if Justin Fields goes out in the first half and goes for like 150 yards, throws a few touchdowns, it kind of looks indefensible to not start him week one. So that was really Nagy just covering his trail. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm excited for Justin Fields. I think he'll be starting by week four. I think this Bears team has a lot of potential. A lot of it depends on the health of the offensive line because without time to throw the ball, what can Justin Fields really do? I agree. This line is very shaky, very injury prone. I agree. Already if, if, Sammy, if you don't have a good offensive line, I mean, your season is shot. It is shot. And I mean, that the Giants have had O-line troubles. And that's been pretty huge for Daniel Jones. As that O-line has gotten a little bit better, you can see Daniel Jones gets a little bit better. I think Justin Fields... I'm very, I, I think I'm very pessimistic about my Giants right now. But we'll get into that in the NFL preview coming next week. Yes, and uh, I guess that'll wrap it up, Jack, right? Yeah. Wrapped, I have nothing to say. Chris, the Cubs fan, thank you for a fantastic episode. Sammy, any last words? I uh, don't have any last words. Another fun episode here, August 30th. We'll see you in September. See you so, uh, in yeah. September. Go Yanks, baby. Sammy, take us out. Bye.